1: Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking all about the Wishes Catered Event Experience, otherwise known as Mini Wishes, and what that entails, how it's different from Wishes, whether it would be a better decision to go with Escape. We're going to talk about all of the aspects of this catered event experience and how it can save you money on your day. My guest today is Erin Walker, who had a Wishes Catered Event Experience with a ceremony at Seabreeze Point and a reception at the Napa Room at California Grill, and she's going to share a lot of really helpful tips about how she stuck to the minimums and what she was able to get for her money with the Wishes Catered Event Experience. Welcome, Erin. Hi. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Before we get started talking about your wedding, let me just give some background on the Wishes Catered Event Experience for anyone who's unfamiliar with it or wants to know all of the details. So first of all, you'll see it called a couple of different things. Sometimes people refer to it as mini wishes, and sometimes they refer to it by Disney's terminology, which is catered event experience. And supposedly what happened was originally Disney was going to call it mini wishes, and then they changed it at the last second, probably because it's very confusing for people who think that it's a separate package. So they think that there's memories, escape, mini wishes, and then wishes, when in fact it's actually just a discount on a wishes event it's not a package it doesn't have any differences from wishes except that your reception can only be three hours and they have a 75 guest maximum although this is really more functional because when you get beyond 75 people you're not saving that much money anyway and the other catch is that you have to hold your event on a tuesday a wednesday or a thursday so think of it like a discount that you get on wishes if you have your Wishes event on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, and you limit it to three hours. You know, a couple years ago, they were doing discounts like this all the time, and they were just seen as special promotions, whereas this is a permanent special promotion, and all you have to do to qualify is pick one of those three days and then lop one hour, two if you were going to have a five-hour reception, off your reception. You get access to all the same venues, you have the same pricing, so if the venue has a food and beverage minimum, that's the same. It has the same room block requirement that a Wishes event does, and as is the case with Wishes, you can waive the room block if you don't need it. So that's all the same. And it has the same opportunity for a planning session and a menu tasting. So if you're interested in Wishes, but it seems like it's a little bit rich for your blood, doing the catered event experience will give you a discount on Wishes and get you access to all the same benefits. So... What is that discount? Well, if you only have 20 guests and you do a brunch, you could actually have a Wishes event for $8,500, which is amazing because for years now the minimum has been $12,000 and even when I got married it was $10,000. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today and how you can stick to those minimums. The other thing to know is that because it is a Wishes event, it's not a package that includes tax and service charge, you will be paying tax and service charge on top of whatever you spend toward the Wishes catered event experience. So let's look at the three minimums that make up a Wishes event at Walt Disney World. There's the ceremony minimum, there's a $3,500 minimum for outdoor locations and the theme parks except for Magic Kingdom, And then there's a $4,000 ceremony minimum for the wedding pavilion. The next minimum that you have to meet with WISHES is the food and beverage minimums. And this is one of the largest differences between WISHES and the WISHES catered event experience. With the catered event experience, the lowest per person minimum is $100, Per person plus tax and service charge at brunch. So what that means is you would be having a a 9am or a a 10am ceremony. 10am at the resort locations, 9am if you're inside Epcot. At lunch, the food and beverage minimum is only $125 per person plus tax and service charge, and that corresponds with a 12pm ceremony. And then they just recently added another option, which is really cool. For a $150 per person food and beverage minimum plus tax and service charge, you can have. An hors d'oeuvres or dessert catered event that ties in with a 7 30 p.m. ceremony. And we'll talk about this a little bit. By the time you get to $150 per person, you may not be saving that much money, but it does save you on the enhancement minimum expenditures, which we're going to talk about in a second. So, what applies to the food and beverage minimums? This is any food that you buy for the reception. It includes wedding cake, and it includes all of your alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages. So when you consider that a Disney wedding cake could run you upwards of $900, right there, that will also apply to your food and beverage minimums. Okay, so we have the ceremony minimum, we have the per-person food and beverage minimums, so the third component is the enhancement minimum expenditure, and this is required for any Wishes event, but when you do a Wishes catered event experience, it's only $3,000. So these minimum expenditures can be met through anything that you pay Disney for for the ceremony and reception only. So floral, decor, music, entertainment like characters, any transportation that you book through Disney, and any photography or videography that you book through Disney, as well as the venue rental fee. All of those things that you pay for the ceremony and the reception will apply to that $3,000 minimum expenditure. The one thing to remember is dessert parties don't count. So if you're having a ceremony that fits with brunch, so you have like a 9 a.m. ceremony and then you have a brunch and then you add a dessert party in the evening, you can definitely do that, but nothing you spend on the dessert party will count toward those minimum expenditures. The one exception would be if you take this new option and instead of having a lunch or a brunch, you have a 7 30 p.m. ceremony and then you have a dessert party, say an Epcot, or you have a walk-around reception like a dessert party, but you've added savory food. In that case, that would count because that is your meal that falls under these Wishes Catered Event Experience Guidelines. So again, the major differences between planning a Wishes Event and planning a Wishes Catered Event Experience are the three-hour limit, So that means you're not going to have a cocktail hour, which for some people this doesn't even matter because if you do a first look and you take your couple's pictures before the ceremony, you don't need to disappear for an hour and have your guests just standing around drinking booze. You can all go to the reception together. So it streamlines it and it keeps you with your guests longer. And then of course the other difference is you can only have 75 guests maximum but as I mentioned probably if you had more than that you would not be saving enough money to make it worthwhile anyway. And of course you have to schedule your event for a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Now the question I see so much on the Facebook groups, on the boards, is should I choose an escape collection event or should I do the Wishes Catered Event Experience? Because here you're looking at something that if you only had 20 people, you could do an escape event, starting at $5,000 for just a ceremony and a small cake and champagne reception, Or you could bump up to a Wishes Catered Event Experience for only $8,500. So it can be a little bit tricky for people to decide which one they want to do. So what are the pros and cons? The pros of choosing an Escape Collection event instead of a Wishes Catered Event Experience are, for one thing, tax and service charge are included in Escape. So that first $5,000 that you're spending on the package, that's all fee free you don't have to pay tax and service charge you don't have to worry about any hidden costs you give them that flat rate and everything is included so that's something to consider because then even if you are going to add an event like you can do a 2 hour catered reception and add that on to an escape event you would only pay the tax and service charge on the catered reception another thing to consider is If you are bumping up to a Wishes, suddenly you are allowed to invite a lot more guests and your costs can skyrocket. Food and beverages add a huge portion to the budget and so the more people you have, the more money you're spending on that. And a lot of people like how with Escape they can say, sorry, we can't invite more people because Disney limits us to 18 guests and that really helps contain the costs. Another reason you might want to choose an escape collection event is that you're allowed to do one on a Monday or a Friday. With the Wishes Catered Event experience, the only way to take advantage of that pricing is to have your event on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. So if you want a specific date or you really want to have that day of the week, Monday or Friday, you're going to want to go with an escape. And then another thing to consider is that when you do a wishes event, you have many, many more planning decisions to make. And a lot of people love the escape package because it's a package. And you just make a couple choices of flowers and the cake style and you're done. So if you are doing this because you don't want to have the hassle of planning a huge intricate wedding, Granted, Disney makes that very easy because they give you a planner. But if you like the idea of a streamlined package, then perhaps the wishes catered event experience would be a little bit more complicated than you're ready for. So what are the pros of doing mini wishes or wishes catered event experience? If you have only 20 or 25 people, the cost difference between doing an escape and doing a Wishes Catered Event experience may be negligible, but the benefits are substantial. For one thing, you have way more location choices for your ceremony and for your dessert party. So for ceremonies, the sky is the limit. Anything that's open for Wishes, you can do because you're doing a Wishes event. And for dessert parties, often when you are doing an escape event, they will restrict you to certain smaller locations locations, even though there are other locations that could work with a smaller group. So having chosen a Wishes, you will automatically be offered more choices of locations. And here I'm mostly talking about Epcot, where there are many different locations, some with a great view of illuminations and some with a crappy view of illuminations. Another pro is that you will get a planning session and a menu tasting. So if you do have the opportunity to go to Florida before you do your event, then you can meet with somebody, you can see all the choices, you get to talk to a florist, you get to try your menu selections and taste the cake. So that's something that's a big deal for a lot of people and automatically makes the Wishes Catered Event experience a more attractive option. And of course, Wishes is completely customizable. It's not a package. You don't just get X, Y, and Z. You pick all of the elements that you want. So from transportation to entertainment, decor, all of that is customizable and they really work with you on that. And that leads me to the fact that also with Wishes, you're going to get more personalized service. I do see some complaints from people who are doing memories collection events or escape events that they feel like they're being treated as a second class citizen. Really what it is, is that these events are packages. They're very easy for Disney to pull off because everything works the same for everybody and they don't need to be in communication with you a lot. But if you are somebody who has lots of questions and you want to be able to really customize something, it can be frustrating that you don't get that personalized attention that you would get with wishes. And the other thing that might be considered a pro of doing the wishes catered event experience is that if you were going to have to cut your guest list in order to have an escape, if you decide to go with wishes then you can bring them back in and you can have as many people as you need to have. So that said, let's talk to a real-life bride who has actually had a Wishes Catered Event experience and find out all about it. Erin, tell me about how you guys decided to do a Wishes Catered Event experience versus an escape event.
0: When we initially started the process of planning our wedding with Disney Fairytale Weddings, many Wishes wasn't even an option yet. So thankfully, it was unveiled last summer right after we put our deposit down so we were able to switch to the mini wishes and it was a no-brainer for us because it allowed essentially the same package although it was cheaper and the reception was a little bit shorter but for us it didn't really matter.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. For a lot of people, especially if you're going to do a brunch, you don't need to have a four-hour brunch. I mean, that is a lot of sitting around. Granted, you could have dancing and maybe that would stretch out the time. But for many people, they like the idea of a shorter event. It's still plenty of time. Mm -hmm. You know, I also did a three-hour event and I never felt like I didn't get to talk to anybody or I missed out on anything because it was shorter.
0: Yeah, our guests, Also, quite a few of them told us, well, it was really awesome to be able to come to your reception. And it was just constant movement where something was always happening. And they really appreciated that where it's not just sitting around and eating for 20, 30 minutes while having to talk to people you've never met before.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good point, too, because you do hear of people who are bummed out because their guests started taking off, you know, halfway through hour four or whatever, and maybe they missed the big confetti burst at the end. And I think, I know I, as a guest of weddings, I'm always like, okay, when's the food? Great, when's the cake? (laughs) So. (laughs) So then when you were choosing, how did you decide which ceremony and reception venues you wanted? I really wanted to get married outside.
0: And I had seen quite a bit about Seabreeze Point and how beautiful it was. And I really liked how it was in a pavilion. So it's not like the sun was just beating down on us the whole time, that it was covered. And it it was just beautiful. The pictures were gorgeous. And it, it was a very easy choice. And for our reception, my husband proposed to me At California Grill. So it it was a pretty easy decision to have a reception there.
1: That's wonderful. And it's nice too because California Grill, the Napa room, has that wonderful view of the Magic Kingdom. So it's a great way to incorporate that into a Disney wedding.
0: Oh, yeah, it was gorgeous.
1: What time of day did you choose for your wedding?
0: Our wedding was 10 o'clock in the morning.
1: And which day did you pick? We got married on a Tuesday. Did you find that that was a problem? Did anybody complain or was it pretty much interchangeable with any other day of the week?
0: Well, thankfully, since most people, at least for us, they were traveling down there for a vacation as well. So normally when people are on vacation, they don't know what day it is
1: anyways.
0: <laughs> so so it, no one really said much about it being
1: on the Tuesday. That's a great point. I think people forget that your guests are also going to be on vacation. And when you're at Disney, you know, it's just part of like you would go to a character breakfast in the morning or something. It's you're used to doing things out of the ordinary. And if that means having a wedding on a Tuesday or having a wedding in the morning, I think it doesn't phase guests as much as brides sometimes worry it will. Yeah, I agree. How many guests did you invite and how many ended up coming? We invited about a 100 hoping that not all 100 would
0: come (laughs) (laughs) more just like the etiquette of it all. And uh, we had about 40 people actually attend.
1: Oh, that's great. I like to get an idea of the geography there because sometimes that can make a difference. Did most of your guests live on the East Coast, in the Midwest, the West Coast? Well, I'm from the East Coast.
0: So most of my family is from the East Coast. So for quite a few of them, they could just drive down. And most, like all of them stayed on property, but still it's like a quick six hour drive and it's not really that big of a deal. But also my husband, his side of the family were either from the Midwest or his sister lives in Hawaii. So she had quite a bit of a travel to get to the wedding. But besides that, everyone
1: had a pretty easy commute. Wow, then you're really lucky that only 40 people showed up. Oh, yeah. Uh Yeah, for sure. That's great. So can you tell my listeners about what you spent your enhancement minimum on?
0: Sure. It was spent on very minimal floral. We bought my mom a small bouquet and my dad, father-in-law, brother-in-law. We got them boutonnieres with the little Pearl Mickey accents on them. And we had floral wreaths on all of our reception tables with these paper lanterns that we got from an outside vendor that we put in the center of all of them. And it was really understated, but Napper Room is gorgeous anyways. We didn't really want to compete with that too much. And our linens were very basic. We bought Navy overlays for all of our reception tables, and that really impacted the room without spending a lot. We had the eight-person bands arranged through Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings to bring us to our wedding venue, reception, and dessert party. And we feel it was definitely worth it for the $40 a trip price tag.
1: Yeah, it's a great deal. Can you tell me a bit about the lanterns? Did you have someone in your family put them out? We
0: had Disney put them out think it was a $35 price for them to put stuff out on the tables. We had, um, I spy cards as well with little disposable cameras and they put all of that out on the tables for us with the little I spy cards at every place that.
1: That's great.
0: Oh yeah. It was wonderful just for them to just do it all. And we gave them a big box of stuff and They just arranged it the way we wanted it to be arranged. We gave them a pretty significant list of inventory and how we wanted things to be placed. But it was pretty great just to be able to make that list when we were still at home. And then once we arrived at Disney to just give them the box and then that was it. We didn't have to worry about anything else.
1: That's wonderful. And I think that makes the fee that they charge for more than 2 items per place setting worth it because like you say, you just hand them everything and directions and they go for it. Mhm. I totally agree. Was there anything you felt like you had to give up to stick to your enhancement minimum? Not really. When we first got our BEO, it was
0: kind of a price tag shock <laughs> as to how much things really cost, but we sat down, and it probably took us a good week to really decide what we had to have and what wasn't really that big of a deal if we didn't have it.
1: Okay. And you mentioned how you you and your guests all enjoyed having a three-hour event. Was there anything about the Wishes Catered event requirements that felt restrictive? I don't believe so, no. That's good to hear. Can you give me a timeline of how the day ran?
0: Yeah. I um, I woke up at 4.30 in the morning on the day of our wedding to be somewhat awake and alert when my photographer and makeup artist arrived at 5 o'clock in the morning. Then my hairstylist arrived at 6, and I took some getting ready photos with my mom until 7.45-ish, ate some food somewhere in there, and headed out to meet my husband for our first look at our resort. We were then picked up in the resort lobby at 8:30 to head over to the boardwalk. And once we were there, I met my dad at the Flying Fish for a first look with him. Then took some pre-ceremony photos with immediate family before the ceremony began. Our ceremony was quick and not nearly as nerve-wracking as I thought it was going to be. (laughs) There were tears, but an ugly cry like I thought it was going to. And once. I was walking into the pavilion at Seabreeze. I was relaxed for the rest of the day. We caught a van over to our reception with my parents and got to see the reception decorated before anyone else got there and sat over by the big windows in the main part of the restaurant at California Grill overlooking the Seven Seas Lagoon and watched our guests slowly trickle in. The reception went really fast in a good way. We took a lot of great photos after our reception with all of our guests. Then they left to head back to their room and relax for a couple hours before our dessert party at Epcot. And then my husband and I took a couple hours to take photos with our photographer around the Contemporary and Grand Floridian before heading back to our resort for a solid 45 minutes (laughs) just to leave and catch a van over to Epcot for our dessert party. The dessert party was amazing. Great food. The cast members assigned to our groups were gracious and wonderful. And the fireworks were beautiful just from our spa at Italy Isola West.
1: Okay, great. So you had your dessert party at Italy Isola West. And so again, for listeners, this expense would not go toward the minimums because she also had a reception. But because you're saving so much money by doing a Wishes Catered Event experience, it can actually open this up sometimes for your budget so that you can afford to add a dessert party. It's very
0: affordable, too. A lot more affordable than I thought it was going to be when we approached the subject with our planner.
1: That's great. Yeah. What did you choose for your menu at the dessert party?
0: Well, they they give you a list of quite a few things that you can have, but they're kind of package deals. And I didn't really know that you could create your own menu and you can give them a price that you want to have per person and they'll work with you like we really wanted a $25 per person budget and um, we they gave us a list of all the items that we could possibly want and we gave them a list of what we wanted and they uh, we kind of went back and forth when it came to what we wanted and what again with like the enhancement min- minimum where you really have to think about what you really want and what you can do without and a lot of the things were just kind of ridiculous like at the end of the day i i really think i only ate one mickey rice krispie treat and that's it (laughs) so it's it's kind of unrealistic to think about all these menu options that you could have when it's it's a lot of food yes (laughs) so (laughs) For us, we took photos with our photographer too. So we probably only had maybe 15 minutes to eat something at our dessert party. And then we were taking photos for the rest of the time.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. I I always talk about how we had never seen illuminations and we still hadn't seen it after our wedding because we were facing the camera and Mm -hmm. (laughs) the whole thing was going off behind us. One thing that you can do, and they don't really talk about this, is you can actually extend the time of your party without extending the food service so it doesn't cost anything more. And that might be one tip for brides and grooms who are worried about that. But I agree with you. If you're missing out on this huge, amazing buffet of desserts, it's because you want to take pictures, it's kind of a drag. So that's a really good point to just keep it simple. Everybody's going to be happy with whatever they get. And the whole point is the fireworks.
0: Oh, yeah. All of our guests were just so floored by the amount of space that we received for our venue for the dessert party. And they really didn't care <laughs> what what kind of food we had to offer. But also a lot of our guests, they had no idea that this was even an option. So they, they see food and they don't care what it is. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So tell me a little more about what the most and least important aspects of your wedding were when you were planning your budget and when you were focusing your attention.
0: We focused a lot of our attention on the kids that attended our wedding we probably had about 9 kids out of 40 people and that's quite a few <laughs> so we uh we made sure to have a lot of things that would keep them occupied and to try to not to make sure that they didn't have any outbursts or crying fits or tantrums or anything like that so we made a lot of games. Like we made the I spy games that I had mentioned before with little disposable cameras. And for our ceremony, we had a word search on the back of our ceremony programs just to keep them occupied during the whole process of all the family going up and through the venue and me getting up there and everything just to keep them, have something for them to focus on. And we had Mickey and Minnie and that kept them very entertained. (laughs) And uh, we had a photo booth as well. And that was definitely a hit with everyone. That's
1: great. And what was your favorite memory of your wedding day?
0: Probably listening to my husband's vows. Because at that moment, I realized that all of the planning was finished. And it was just time for us to Enjoy our lives together.
1: That's wonderful. So, did anything go wrong, or just not turn out like you expected?
0: For sure, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's always something that you just don't expect it to happen. I uh, am definitely the kind of person that I really like to plan, and i I thought a lot about our wedding day and how it's going to be, and. I had a lot of people tell me it's not going to be that way. Like, you're just going to have to kind of roll with the punches. And if it doesn't turn out the exact way that you want it to, like, it's probably going to turn out better. But with that, <laughs> like, there, there were things that went wrong. We, uh, we bought an hourglass for our sand ceremony. And I bought the wrong kind of sand that was really coarse and had glitter in it. So we had this funnel that had to pour all this sand into this tiny little hole, and it ended up getting clogged in the spout of this hourglass, and uh, it ended up being top heavy. So after we had poured all the sand in, and our officiant was getting us back into our places to finish our ceremony, it tipped over, and uh, our officiant caught it really quickly (laughs) before it just shattered into a million pieces. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. But, but like, with all this chaos that was happening, like the guests thought it was hilarious. And <laughs> like, in the end, it's fine. It's sitting up on our shelf. And it's a great story to tell everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand, but then turned out not to be?
0: I thought our family members were going to be a little bit more willing to help. And that just wasn't really the case. We did a lot of the planning ourselves. And that was rather frustrating and a little bit of a letdown. But we got our photos of all all of our wedding photos today. And you couldn't tell. Like, it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of a letdown, but... Like, it was a beautiful day. And, like, there's just no real real reason to dwell on that any longer than I have.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good point. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now?
0: I probably wouldn't have spent so much time planning for, to make that sure that everyone else had a good time. Like, I wish I focused more on our experience rather than trying to make all of these things for everyone else to be entertained and just like to worry about things that just, it wasn't needed to be worried about.
1: Right. It's Disney. They're going to have a good time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then
0: again, it's your wedding. You think about this for ages and then like, it's, it's just not needed. Like you just got to Enjoy it because it it just comes and goes so fast.
1: Right. Do you have any tips or advice for future Disney brides and grooms? Don't fret about the small things.
0: You're going to drive yourself crazy if you're stressing about something and it means a lot to you and your husband. Make sure to include it in your day. But for most things, your guests aren't even going to notice so if you have any option of spending something on your guests or for you and your husband, choose yourself. Like it's your day. It's only going to happen once.
1: Interesting. Okay. Is there any place online where listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? We
0: just received our photos a couple hours ago, so I'll make sure to send you a link. So for those who are interested, they're more than welcome to view them.
1: Great. And I will also put some in the post for this show on disneyweddingpodcast.com. Erin, thank you so much for being on the show today to share the story of your wedding and give these wonderful tips for anyone who's considering doing a mini wishes or wishes catered event experience as it's known at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Of course. It's my pleasure. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairytale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide,